Welcome to Casting Nets Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Pastor Will Harley. I am joined here with the always awesome Pastor Dave Rudon. I'm always awesome because I have Jesus. You're always awesome because you have Jesus too. That is true. I do have Jesus. Yes. And amazingly, it's the same Jesus. Mm-hmm. He shows up at your, at your place the same time he shows up at my place. Yeah. And yeah, that is absolutely true. Right. On Sundays. On Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> But no, welcome to the show. Uh, we're glad to have you with us. Um, today's show is brought to you by Good Coffee, as always. So hopefully, as you're watching the show, you have your good coffee of choice there waiting or for you. good beverage of choice. Tea is okay, too. Are we changing our sponsor? Have you let we, we Good are, Coffee know? We are sponsored by Good Coffee, but Good Coffee is, you know, it's inclusive. It allows other things as well. I forgot. It is a new world, and Good Coffee has now become inclusive to include good teas, a milk... Of your choice, chocolate or white. What else? Water, flavored? I, I don't think Good Coffee purchased <laughs> milk. Good Coffee purchased tea, so it owns all the the tea, the good teas. Well, but it, Good it Coffee flavoring. can't be what? It, it, it purchased the milk flavoring. Sure, <laughs> whatever. <We're, laughs> this leads to um, why this is a, a joke I got from Chat GPT. I said, "Give me a dad joke about podcasting," and it says. Why do podcasters get lost in the woods? I don't know. Because they always go down rabbit holes. <laughs> you know, the the this new AI that is out there can write poetry, but it still needs some help with its humor. <laughs> it, it'll have to learn. You know, humor is a learned trait. It is it is a learned trait. Some people are born with humor on their face. others just have to uh get a sense of humor all right so our topic for today is artificial intelligence we're going to talk about what it is some of the general issues that we see as pastors so you're looking at us and you're saying you guys don't know anything about artificial intelligence we say yeah it's kind of out of our field but we can learn about something and we do have the scriptures and we do have our vocation as pastors and so View this as a, a podcast about two pastors looking at what's coming in technology and seeing the um, ethical ramifications, seeing some of the spiritual ramifications of artificial intelligence. And as we do so, we are, at least one of us is, thinking out loud. Uh, and so we are, this is that meant to be, be <laughs> this is meant to be a uh, beginning of a conversation and not the end. So if there's something that you, we talk about and you want to respond to it, please write in the comments or you can email us at castingnetspod at gmail.com. You can see us in person at Emmanuel Lutheran Church and surely that's where that's where you'd find me and at St. John of Mirabeau where you would find uh, Pastor Will Harley. If you like uh, this a video, if you're watching it on Facebook, feel free to like it and share it. If you are watching it on YouTube, same thing, like, share, subscribe, do the little bell thing. If you're listening to us on Apple, give us a good review. Don't give us a five-star review, please. Give us a four-star review. If you give us a five-star, my head will explode, and that's not what we want to have happen. Unless you want Pastor Will Harley's head to get a little bit bigger, then you can give us a five-star, but please, for my sake, four-star. Anyway, uh, with that, let's get on with the show.
The first thing we have to address is what exactly are we talking about when we're talking about artificial intelligence, because artificial intelligence is already here. So we can't talk about something that's coming. It's already here. But what is the actual uh, artificial intelligence that we are looking at toward the future that we are concerned about? Well, I think when you talk about artificial intelligence, we, like you said, we do need to make that differentiation because artificial intelligence can, in a, in a very top layer type of a way, um, be just your search engine. Uh, the fact that you are able to go into um, your computer or on your phone and you type in a search and it aggregates things as close as it can to whatever it is that you're searching for and the different parameters that you're searching, that's all part of an artificial intelligence. Now, what is art- artificial intelligence in general? It is just a collection of algorithms that search through data. So... Pattern recognition yep. machine. That's basically what it, it, if you're got an, uh, if you're playing chess, deep blue playing our chess masters, it, it just, it knows the patterns. It, uh, right. has information fed into it and it spits that information out, um, in different ways, in different ways. Yeah. According to whatever the criteria is that you put in there for the search parameters now. So, so really, and, and to be honest, when you take AI in general and you say, okay, AI in general is just um, all of this metadata and all of this other data points being brought together and then having it search through those data points um, and and finding out and and taking different parameters and spitting out different information. Um, Now take that and expand that out that's where we're we're heading into the future. So in the in the future what we're looking at are are these systems that are going to be able to take a wider spectrum of data points and they're going to be able to process and piggyback off and daisy chain between all the different uh, AI bots or AI sources and bring all of that together into one giant pool that's going to be a one big data point collection and then spit it out. Now, that in and of itself might not be the worst thing ever. The problem is, where are the data points coming from? What is it going to be aggregating? Um, you had said it, it, it just very briefly in the beginning that it's it's going to take the most used, the most common, the most propagated. Um, so your search engine, just as, as, a, as getting a general understanding, your search engine will, when you type in a search for juice, Google will <clears throat> bring up the most searched types of juice, right? It'll bring up the most searched type of of things. Um, and then what happens is uh, it, it kind of filters and leads you through the ones that everybody else seem to already gravitate to. And so it preloads a disposition and it preload, and that's just a simple AI where it preloads to pre-sell you something that everyone else. Now, expand that out to asking questions about, let's say, end-of-life issues or uh, expand that out to um, marital issues or transgender issues or ethical issues of any nature, you're all of a sudden going to be getting a an AI that it will respond not necessarily according to your religious belief or your political affiliation, but more towards what the general population are saying. And I think that's where we're headed. And, or, and, yeah, where is where is it getting its source material? And right. I think that's where, like, he, um, a famous, you know, I don't know what you would, would say. He's an entrepreneur. He's he's a he's a free thinker. Elon Musk. That was his 
a caution when it came to chat GPT and open AI, which is something he um, was, he backed it. He was, he was there. He was one of those people. And in an interview, he was saying how the problem with the chat GPT or the problem of where AI is going is where is it getting its information from? Where is it getting its pattern recognition from? What, what, in what way is it reflecting its creator? So is it, if it, is it uh, getting its information from sources that lean one direction or the other, then that's what it's going to spit out. So it's, it's not going to be, I think, uh, there's probably a misconception out there where individuals will think that AI will somehow be somehow above all of the problems that the human race has like somehow like it'll have all the information like wikipedia is a, is a good example of that where wikipedia we thought well now we're all it's all free it's all information out there it's going to be objective and wikipedia is known for not being objective of being right. slanted toward one direction or the other it's the same thing with ai if and that's why elon musk was uh, very concerned about it because he he felt that uh, it would be a reflection of a certain segment of society, especially the segment of society. And it would also reflect not just that particular segment of society, but the segment of all of society today, which is eliminate the opposition. Right. So if you have an AI that is uh, armed with the idea of the, the other side is meant to be eliminated, that could be very dangerous for our society that you would have an, an artificial intelligence that's out there to destroy a se- one segment of the of the population. So can, can I just throw in a term that you're kind of what you're describing and, and I kind of the idea behind of what you're describing, uh, the term for that is called agency bias and agency bias is, is, um, this idea that, that everything that happens must have an agent behind it that is purposely causing whatever that you are experiencing. So the easiest way to understand agency bias, and this happens for everybody, is you're in, you're, you're getting ready for bed, everything in the house quiets down, and you hear a floorboard creak, or you hear the house creak, and instantly your mind thinks someone's moving around in the house, someone broke into the house, your, your mind goes there. That's the agency, as opposed to saying, well, the house is old, it creaks, because that's what houses do, right? Um, so... We are pre-programmed more and more as our society goes down to a point of what's called extreme agency, which means that we are, we are becoming preloaded into thinking that every single thing has some nefarious backing behind it that's forcing us into doing X, Y, and Z. Now... That wasn't necessarily what I was saying, but let's just follow your thought. Well, it, you you kind of, and I'm not saying it was 100, percent but you were leading that way by saying they're gonna they're gonna take control of this and they're gonna weed out somebody else. That's agency. That someone's gonna take this and they're going to use it now to to funnel out. Which is uh, which is what our society is. Our society is all is completely destroy the other side. Right. It doesn't matter which side it is. Destroy right. the other side. So that's not necessarily a like the Illuminati somewhere that's coming up or the world economic forum that's out there controlling the entire world. This is a, this is what our society, a reflection of our society and our society is one of eliminate the opposition. And I, but that, that right there with, with, and you're right, that is agency bias because we are preloaded to think now extremely every little thing is geared towards a victory for one side over the other. Mm-hmm. Now AI, and and this is the, the I, I kind of pull back and temper this just a, a smidge. AI at its roots, I don't think has that bias. 
um, AI has no agent. It, it, the, the algorithms of AI are built to have no agency. The, the idea of AI in itself is to aggregate data points. Now, the problem that you're having is that it's going to aggregate more often data points that are of a certain opinion if those opinions are being put into the system more often than something else. So <clears throat> if, if you have an AI that's searching um, uh, public source TikTok videos and it's searching public source Facebook pages and it's, and it's searching whatever, you know, those, those types of social media and then it's also searching um, news reports and it's searching, it's going to automatically bring in data points geared towards whatever the main thread is. And let's face it, good, bad, or indifferent, the liberal population or the pop population that, that might be thinking contrary to Christian values and beliefs and, and orthodox Christian values and beliefs and, and conservatism, if you're going to do the political side, are more vocal. And so the AI is going to be aggregating more data points from those segments because they're the more vocal of those segments. And they're not going to be pulling in the conservative or the, or the orthodox because, let's face it, we are more one-on-one. -on -one. We are more let's talk to people than we are vocal about it in the public, I, in the public forum. Yeah. I, there is – I'm going to push back a little bit on that. It's just the, who is putting the, the AI together. I understand – your temperament of not everything is a conspiracy. I get that. And, but, and, and I, I get what you're saying about it, it's going to get where it's going to get its source material from is how it's going to shape its viewpoint. I, I just, I struggle with the idea that one side is more silent than the other side. I think they're both screaming at each other. So it is going to be a little bit of the, who's putting it together, who's going to write that algorithm to a, to a certain extent, but I'm I'm not going to make accusations saying that this is you know some big world world order type thing. I'm just saying those are the two aspects I feel my opinion. So we can have different opinions on that. That's okay. Well, and and until we have one and the other proven out, we don't really know. And that's the that's kind of the fear I think that we are we are getting. And that's Musk's fear, um, Elon Musk's fear. When when I we both listened probably to the same interview on Fox News, um, but that was his greatest fear was um, he wanted to temper AI and say, bring the AI back and say, it, AI does, has no place searching um, social media sites. AI has no place searching uh, opinion sites. Um, AI should be relegated by, by philosophers. It should be relegated by um, intellectuals. It should be relegated by scientists, people who, who are trained in those areas and, and aggregating points that are really going to be useful and, and, and start gaining that type of thing instead of having uh, and then claiming as fact things that are being spread as opinion. Um, and I think that's where his greatest fear was. He says they well, don't have these people in there. That and the, the fear of catastrophe, like in the hands of a few, they could use yeah. that to say, okay, the, all of the bots, they can cause major damage. Because right now all of our security systems are based off of, of trying to defeat the bots that are going around the Internet. So you have your cap at you. If you're going to sign into something, you got to click on all the fire hydrants and all the bicycles and things like that. Well, in the hands of a few, they could figure that out and and – and work past those things and then create chaos just because we don't have the proper safety 
measures put in place. Well, and that's where you have, and, and this is off the topic of AI, but that's why you have also along with this, the, the push to quantum computing, because a quantum computer is going to be able to outthink the AI that we're, we're going to, to make things more secure. In fact, within the next six months, they're saying banks, some of the bigger banks are going to be going to quantum type uh, security for their their monies. Um, so I mean, you have, you have a lot of things that are going on in the in the in this sector that I think are are notable. But one of the things that I that I think that we have to again framing this in the in the in the right way. We we talked a little bit about agency, and so I think we need to be aware when we approach this subject that that. Yes, in the back of your mind, you want to be cautious. I, I, I don't think I would ever, and this is one of those things that I've always said, when it comes to my Bible reading, when it comes to my, my devotional life, I use an actual Bible that I can sit down and I can read from in, and in my hand. And, and my son says, why would you do that? And he's, he actually, after I explained it to him, he started doing that too. I told him, I said, because they can't change it. <clears throat> when you have when you when you when you have AI and you have digital content all the time, it is so easy to be changed. And I'm not saying that they will change it because that would be claiming there's an agent out there who is purposely trying to take away the, the word of God from me. But I think there is the possibility that it can be changed without you knowing. Like one day you'll get it and it says one thing and the next day they have changed it because they implemented an update. And now, I mean, we've all had it on our computers. One day Windows worked great and the next day it broke. Yeah. And <laughs> part of the reason why my congregations use the Evangelical Heritage version because of the NIV being like, if, you, if we're moving toward a society that has the Bible on our apps and on technology – they can, with with a flip of a switch, can can change what a translation is. Whereas the EHV, the our synod would have more control over how that is put out on the, on the uh, digital media. Um, but even beyond that, having your own, <clears throat> having a Bible in your hand that that you've read and you've lived with and and you take with you and you read, um, it it is the living word that does not change. And and I, I know that there there is some people have claimed well. Why should we have all these different translations? I understand cleaning up English, and I understand let's make things more understandable. Um, but the simplicity in which the digital media allows that to happen is a fear factor. Coming back, though, to AI, I, I don't think we, we, we have that fear in the back of our head. We have that, and I wouldn't say let's necessarily make it a fear, but let's, let's be cautious and say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to rely on AI for the answers then I, I, I will rely on AI and look to AI for starters, for potential, um, maybe I didn't focus my question right, or, or um, basic guidance. But I think we have to be very careful. If, if, we are, if we're looking for life issues and we want answers to life issues, um, AI is not the place to go for that because it's going to give you everybody's opinion about it instead of the right opinion about it. Um, I, I, I still don't think that it's going to remove the possibility and the calling of each individual Christian to be living in the life of another, to be the light for them, which is, I think, the, the greatest thing that AI is trying to take away, or I think people are going to look at it and say it can take away, is that in interaction between individuals. <clears throat> I do share your nuanced opinion in of being careful and not always and looking at technology in terms of this is a um, 
technology isn't necessarily inherently evil, nor is it you know the Illuminati behind it. But on the other hand, it is, it, it, there's a very real danger. I, I just thinking completing the thought of in your your devotional life. I use you know, my app, Bible app. I listen to the Bible. That's my devotional life, and uh, I do I do know and I do share your. Um, concern that if you're on your phone and you're reading the Bible, it is really easy to not be reading the phone and going over to Facebook or going over to your email. So the distraction level is higher. So I, I understand that concern. And I think the same is true for our, this is what, well, as a pastor, that would be my concern for my members too, is don't look at AI as if it is uh, neutral, that it, it can't influence you because it can. Oh, its job is to influence it, yeah, you. Yeah, correct. <laughs> And but don't also look at it and say it's inherently evil because of the Illuminati behind it and in the, the new world order that's coming and what whatever. So it's right. It's somewhere in the, in the middle. Six six six, the sign of the beast. Yeah, now we're all going to get AI implanted in our foreheads. That's yeah. We 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 did talk about Revelation and that's all that. A couple so years if, later. if you have not <laughs> gone through Revelation with us, please do. You got uh, at least a good two years before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Real highly joking. Okay, so we we've talked about some of the current issues and uses of AI. Uh, the the recognition that it is a you know, pattern recognition machine. It is something that d- can influence because it's watching what you're doing. What you're um, we that's the danger of TikTok, sure, Facebook, YouTube, the reels. They'll show you one reel and they say, oh, you watched it for 0.5, you know, 0.5 seconds, so I won't show you anything else. But you watch it for two minutes. I'm going to show you another one. Show you another one. Show you another one. And, and, and keep feeding itself so that you're spending time on those things so that they can sell you ads. So so can I bring up before we move on, because I, I know we need to move on into how are we going to confront this and use it and, and realize it's going to be with us. But we haven't talked about potential it, issues. Let's go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, along with potential um, issues, both good and bad. That's why I wanted to bring this up now. There's Can we talk very briefly about the, the salient bias that comes with? Sure. AI. Yeah, please do. <clears throat> so the salient bias um, is another type of, so we had, we had the agency bias where there's someone behind it pushing it. And we kind of talked about that, but there's this idea of a salient bias where, where AI is only going to push what is um, got the most potential or what is the most emotional. And I, and I think that we have to kind of, and that's our, our natural inclination as well. Um, so to, to put this into a, to put this into two different factors, um, a salient bias in a human reaction would be the focus that we've had for, for many generations now, unfortunately, on self, where we focus on self to the exclusion of everything else, where, where you know, my self-care, my self-happiness, uh, um, my self-joy, um, if something does not um, – that is a wonderful sound, the sound of – no, um, the, 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 the idea of self being – being the focus and to the exclusion of everything. That is a salient bias. That is, I look at the potential of myself. I'm looking at the emotional effect that it has on myself. Now, in the last couple of years since, well, I wouldn't say since COVID, but COVID exacerbated everything. It's been the the um, salient bias of negativity. So you can call it a negative bias, where we look at all of the blessings that we have. They're sitting right there next to us, but we're focused on the one bad thing way off in the distance that <laughs> really we shouldn't be focused on because who cares? Um, that same thing can happen with AI. When we talk about its potential and we talk about the goods and the bads, we can gravitate towards one particular good in and over the rest that could be bad. Vice versa, we could focus more on 
the bad one or two things that we have to be cautious of and exclude all the good that it can do and and is doing. So I think when we we approach this, we have to realize, okay, agency bias could be, but probably isn't. Let's let's try to take things in the best construction. And the salient bias, let's not be so hyper-focused on one area over the other area so that we've excluded, really, this is a, a big, huge pot being mixed together. Yes, um, AI has a definite potential that you were talking about before uh, we, we started the pre-show is the idea of, you know, using it for um, someone loses a limb. And so you'd use that artificial technology where it's, it's, it's discovering your patterns and knows how you're going to move and, and it will anticipate those things. Biomimicry yeah, is bio, what that is called. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so I, um, and I do appreciate the, the, the topic of it's not always all good and it's not always all bad. That's a, a nuanced approach. Cause so when you think of things like TikTok, I look at my bad, bad, right. We always bad. Uh, but then I let my, and then my kids don't have TikTok on their phones, but YouTube's on their phones and YouTube uses the same exact thing with the reels. So it's the same, like, Damn. yeah, TikTok is, is, is evil because of the potential agency behind it moving. There's lots of, um, kids doing self-harm and things like that by watching those videos. But those videos are also on other platforms. So for, for me to say TikTok is bad, YouTube's okay, and Facebook's okay. Uh, Except for China is, is owner of TikTok. Correct. But it's still it's still the same. I'm not. I, no, I, I'm, it, I'm just. It's just still the yeah. same. It's still the same evil that's, that could be behind it is the uh, moving right. us away from what we, our vocations and moving right. us towards the, um, the, um, Moving us towards the 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 black hole of self that right. is it's always about me. Um, well, that's that salient bias again, where 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 we usually end up focusing instead of on the big picture, we end up focusing on one aspect or the other. Um, whatever is most has either the most potential or the most emotional value, um, and those are the things we gravitate to. Yeah, and not to say that there isn't anything wrong with taking care of yourself. Uh, right. There, and we've had uh, Susan Fink on in a, in a wonderful book about self care. So self care is a good thing; it's a biblical thing, but it it can be a black hole um, because if that's what you're always focused on, and I don't think that's what her book. I don't feel that her book is one that says here's a black hole. It's right. this is you. You have a body and take care of it. And uh, uh, Jesus said, himself says to his disciples, "Come with me." With to a quiet place and let's get some rest. So the idea, um, the, um, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm a you, podcaster. I, I, I know you are, you are learning. <laughs> I'm not learning. <laughs> I, am, I was at one level and then I met Will Harley. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, let's I, talk I like about that. some, yeah. Let, can, let's, we, can we go down that rabbit hole? Because, because I think it's worthwhile. Um, because I think you're hitting on a point there and, and how you brought it all in. You're hitting on a point that, that really this discussion of AI is a continuing discussion that is already being had uh, with social media, with, with YouTube and, and things. And I think that, that that does bring in the potentials as of, as of AI. Because as we've all learned, I'm a YouTube user. I, I, I like YouTube. I learn from YouTube. I, I, I have great value that I found in YouTube. Can it be misused? I, I think it can. I, and I think there are bad things on YouTube that I would never show my children and I don't want them to be a part of. I think there's things that are, are, are bias. I think that sometimes they, they weed things out that shouldn't be weeded out or however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, when I was rebuilding my home... After I tore it all apart, YouTube gave me a lot of the how-tos to 
to rebuild that. Yeah, I, I use YouTube it. all the time for yeah. fixing my car. Or, or YouTube for figuring out how to do podcasts and, and go down rabbit holes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I think I think there's these there are these there are the the we, we look at these institutions, we look at these areas and we look at these things and we can say all these bad things that could come from it, and some of them have bad things that are are part of it. But that's because we're sinners and we live in a sinful world. And I hate to say it that every pastor who stands in the pulpit has that sinner come through and and doesn't necessarily always say things in the right way or do things in the right way or present things in the right way, and they've put a hurdle before the gospel. Um, and these tools also, because they're built by us and because they are um, they're, they're in, not infallible like our Lord, are going to have problems that are built into, the, in, into it because we are problemed <laughs> and yeah. they're built into us. But that doesn't mean that, that, that these items are tools in and of themselves and can be used appropriately to some extent. Um, and, and I think this is where, where you have that purpose when it comes to AI, that we can focus on the bad and say there's these, there's these bad things that can intrinsically be a part of it and it can be misused. Case in point, um, school. Is, is, and this has been huge in, in colleges and high schools. Um, that chat GPT is able with, within a relative modicum of success. Um, I'm, I'm actually not extremely disappointed in it, able to write a paper. Now, is it infallible? Absolutely not. Do I believe that it needs to, whatever it does, right, needs to be gone over and things added, things deleted, things corrected. Yeah. You would still need to know the material to be able to do that, but it has given a good start. Now the problem is, is that 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 chat GPT has been able to write papers that the kids who are in the stage of learning just print off and hand in, and and yeah, it's not plagiarism because there's never two there there. You could put in the same parameters. I'll put in the same parameters, and they will never. They'll maybe have some basic information, but they'll never come out the same. Yeah, I did that. I said, uh, it, what is, why do people watch Star Trek and why do people watch Star Wars? And it gave five reasons and they were the, both the same reasons, but just listed in different order. So it would, and it didn't, they, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't exactly the same, which, okay, the plagiarism thing, it's still not your own material. And, and I think this is a, a, a line different from say, uh, card catalog versus searching something on you know going up to the the library and searching something in your you know it used there were people and I'm, I'm sure i was one of those like oh you didn't use the card catalog you didn't understand how the library system worked you just put something in that told you where to go and i think there, this is a little bit different from uh the change in technology that happened in searching for books in that it, it is eliminating our it's it's inhibiting our ability to, to critically think, and that's very important for our children to learn. Uh, but but now, just playing devil's advocate here. That's all this is. That same excuse was made, or that same that same topic was brought up, and that same verbiage was used when we went from a society that was oral 
to a society that had the written word. They said, well, now we're going to get dumber because we're not being forced to memorize. Um, and then when it went from the written word to radio, we're like, now we're going to get dumber because now we can listen to it instead of have it. And then it, it went from the radio to video. And we're like, well, now the society is going to get dumber because we're not using our ears. We're using our eyes. And it's just a couple of seconds worth of blurbs. No matter what progression you're going to make in society, you're, you're going to always have that step where we are, we, that argument of we're getting dumber. And the reality is, you're right. <laughs> but it's not because of <laughs> AI. We're getting dumber because sin keeps destroying every generation, every generation. And you may have some brilliant people in one generation, but they're far fewer than in generations past. And, and, and but that's a totally different conversation that I think we, per, we could pursue on a podcast. Um, but it's the, the reality that, that the, the generational effect of sin has taken its toll. And you can see it throughout the, 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 from, from the point of creation to where we are now. There is, a, there is not only the promise, you will die, but in there is, you will be continually dying. And, and that's in Genesis 3, that, that idea of you're going to continually die, which is your faculties will become less. Your ability to defend yourself um, from disease will become less. Um, you know, you're going to continue to go down and down and down. Yeah, it is hard to determine, are we getting dumber c considering all of the technology that we have today? It's just that it's just, it, it's a perception thing because you would think of you know, the people before us were able to, this is an overgeneralization, were able to critically think, but then at the same time, where you say, oh, they were able to critically think in the past, they were allowing atrocities right right under their nose. So it wasn't like, oh, everything was better in the past. It's just that they had... That's what their critically thinking said. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> segregation. Go ahead. You know, that makes sense. That's rational. But, but yeah, here's... And, right. but, and I, hear this from, I hear this from older society over and over and over again. Um, and I have nothing against older society. I have, I have a deep love for for um, the aged people in my congregation and in the world. But they look at you and they'll, they'll look at my kids and they'll look at me and they'll say, well, if only you would have, or if only our school was this way. If, and I'm like, wait a second, just step back. It's your generation that's, that's leading the country, your generation that's leading the charge. I, I, I think there's a, there's a logical fallacy taking place. And, and the logical fallacy is, what you're comfortable with is right and therefore must be. And what is new is wrong because I don't understand it and grasp it. And therefore it cannot accomplish what my generation did. And, and it, that's a logical fallacy that there's two, those are two different subjects. So yes, the way that we did things right or wrong in the past, it worked, didn't work great. Yeah. <laughs> and we can point to that. What we're doing now, we don't know if it's going to work yet. We'll find out 40 years from now. But if let's say it does, then mm. we can say, well, it worked, but it didn't work great. The problem lies, and this is where it comes back into the philosophical nature and the religious nature. The problem lies in something that's, that's under it all that is causing the issue. And it's not the, what we are attempting. It's, it's the sin that is intrinsic in, in what we are and our, the way our brains function, that is causing the issue. Even in the brightest, they have faulty thinking. Even in the, the not-so-bright, there's faulty thinking. 
Um, you could be in a locked room and have zero input from anything and still have faulty thinking because that's sin. And, and I think that's the, we, we forget that problem. Sin is creative. It comes up with new ways. Like when you are yes. a kid and you're two years old, you, your sinful nature is this way. I know my brother John always would say, it's, it's amazing how as our kids develop, sin, the sinful nature develops right along with it. So when it comes to technology that our, our society is developing, our sinful nature is going to come right along with it. Um, I do uh, uh, want to talk more about some potential issues that we see down the line. Um, and we're, Let's do that. If that, if that hey, return back to the permission. entrance of the rabbit hole and go down another rabbit hole. Uh, I think one of the major issues that I see with uh, um, the AI coming in the future is our addressing our need for community. That it is going to take the place of the flesh and blood because your AI is a pattern recognition machine, so it can look at what are what are some of the words that, or it can also. Pr- have an algorithm that says i'm gonna i'm gonna say these things um and like um i'm just gonna throw out some examples like a replica is a a web page where you can have your own little ai person and it always wants to ask questions about you it's always asking about you how are you doing how are you feeling and you can you can self it's self uh, self um, yeah right so there is i mean we have a god has created us to be in a community where we are feeding off of each other while we're caring for each other. Others are caring for us. What gets in the way? Our sinful nature, which says it's all about me. And so we can be, feel very alone during the pandemic. The you know, loneliness was a huge thing. And I think it's still, it's never, it's always been there. But You can the, be alone and be in a group of people. Yeah, exactly. So this is where I see a potential problem is the, uh, um, the out, people looking for their social outlet in an AI now, granted, an AI can help these replica app or the Finch app is one that my kids have on their phone. You can use that to your advantage because Finch will tell you, okay, now this is your time because you can tell it. Tell me every day to remind me to do my devotion. And it, it will do that. And it will give you a little bonus, whatever it, what, whatever little motivations that you can use on the app. Um, so you can use that to your advantage. However, it, you can also... Uh, it also opens up an opportunity for uh, the for you to find community in something that isn't real. Well, and 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 expanding that and taking that 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 and then let's just blow it up. One of the one of the things that is I think hindrance in ministry um, is twofold um, when it comes to to this particular problem. The first is um, when the Lord works in our heart um, through the Spirit and His Word and through the sacraments, He doesn't leave us alone. He brings us into the family of believers. When when you're relying on AI um, to fill that gap of telling you what what you need to help build you up, or for the ego, or for self-esteem, or whatever else you're going to do, you're, you're you're building into a system that is not going to tell you what you need to hear, but is going to be continually feeding you what you want to hear. And that is a very dangerous thing when it comes to faith and religion and also in, in natural self-esteem because self-esteem is built not by the positive but also with the negative and how do we work in it and beyond it and through it. Um, so you have a lot of uh, – this has been something going on in society forever where you have a lot of people who are – they've never said – had no – said to them, or they're in relationships and, and every relationship that they had they they've been told and fed that you're fine. It's never you. And then when they actually get into a relationship where they're dating somebody and the person's like, no, you're a narcissist and 
you don't think about me at all. And they get dumped. They're like, it's the end of the world because mm -hmm. I thought I was perfect. I thought I was, I was exactly God's gift to you and, and you should have treated me that way. So we become very, I think that word narcissist really comes into, we become very conceited that way. The other thing is, is and I, and I tried this on, on both. I, I used chat GPT and I sent you that one, but I also then went to, um, I'm part of the uh, testing phase of Google Bard. And I don't know if you've used Google Bard, but I, I was able to get into the test phase of Google Bard, which is the Google side Bird, yeah. of their, their AI. And I typed in just um, one of the, the, the texts that we've been working on. Um, and I just typed in and I said, write a sermon on this text. And first of all, chat GPT, <laughs> I gave a theme and I said, I write a sermon on this theme. Mm -hmm. It quoted the theme as if it was, isn't it wonderful that Jesus said, and then it quotes the theme, which Jesus never said. So <laughs> it doesn't know the difference necessarily. Um, but when I had it, I, I hit, I hit re-algorate. So it, it went, went through and rewrote it and it, and it wrote a, a, a sermon where it's, somewhat factual. I mean, it looked at the text and it, and it didn't look at it in Greek or anything like that, but it, it tried to pull together a lot of commentary information. But one of the things that I noticed and I sent it to you is there's no law. There, there was no, there was no, we are, we have a problem with, or this is, this is what, what the Lord is confronting and why he's confronting it. And it's in you. Well, there is, well, there's law. We must be discerning and recognize the voice of the good shepherd. There's law. And it had a law at the end too. Let us do these things. May us do, you know, right. So we have to do all these, you know, Jesus did this. Now it's all up to us. So the, there was law, but it wasn't like the, you're a sinner. Right. It was motivated law as opposed to condemning law. So the motivated law is law always condemns. I, I understand, but it, it instead of saying, this is who you are. This is our natural tendency. Okay. All condemning right. law in the sense of this is why you need a savior. It went into law as motivation. Do Correct. this, do this. Do okay. This. So it didn't say anything about original sin, Bingo. but it did yes. say things that this is, these are active sins that we right. can do. And so it, it, and it's, it did it in place of the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have to say that, that, um, and, and, and that was chat GPT on the mm. flip side. I went and I did bard um, and when I went to Bard, I, I actually did the exact same thing, copy and paste the exact same question. And in the first try, Bard actually did come out with, now it, 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 it did come out with original sin. Um, but it did it through quoting the scriptures, not actually in, which is fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, it, but, but it's one of those things that makes it very interesting as we talk about the pros and cons is because we can get so caught up in this because it's going to become a part, whether you like it or not, it's going to become a part of our, um, our life. Uh, chat GPT is being discussed now because Microsoft is one of the big contributors. They want to put it into their, their word, which is used by almost everybody. Um, Bard by Google is going to be a part of Google docs, which is used across the country and across the world as, as a huge free source for schools, especially a writing tool. So you're going to get these things that are built into there. And I think one of the things we have to be, be cognizant of, um, like you said, they are, they are going to be looking for self-esteem issues. It's going to try to build you up instead of tear you down. Um, and, and in some ways will not be 
heavy on what you need to hear, but on what it thinks you want to hear. In the same way, there's much that we can learn from AI, like the way that AI is concerned about someone else. I mean, that is a consistent problem that Christians have faced is concern for somebody else. And that's, it's right there. Jesus's words right there. The words of Paul, words of Peter is that we are here to love our neighbor and to, and that doesn't necessarily mean that we reaffirm them in their sin. It just means that we're there for them. How can we How can we reach out to them? How can we reach out to them? How can we serve them, serve our neighbor? Uh, That's always been there. And uh, AI can teach us about the words that we could possibly say. Like if we, like, if I don't know how to, how do I say, how do I, and that was one of the things when I had the replica and I was watching, I was looking at its responses. I'm like, you know, that's a nice way of phrasing something. That's a nice way of asking uh, how you are doing or how to, to, to get someone to open up. Well, isn't um, that a pro of, yeah. of, of, so one of the things that I would mark down as a, as a pro for it is, is okay. I know kind of the gist of what I want to say, but I don't maybe know how to approach it in a way that is going to be good. So I could type in kind of what I want to say and let it pop out an algorithm um, of maybe a better way to say it or to spit, you know, I, I have found, and just in, since this to- topic was coming up and I have a future paper, I'm going to have to write on it. I've been kind of Thanks fooling around me. with it. Yeah. I've been fooling around with it and going, you know, um, you know, Pastor Rudot doesn't like to talk with me anymore and bounce <laughs> ideas off. So I'm going to bounce <laughs> ideas off of a robot. And it's been what do you smart. mean I don't want to talk to you anymore? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> but but it, it is one of those things that, you know, it it, it does give you good conversational starters. It, it does give you, um, not all the time. I would not go for it for my text study. I would not go for it for, for the beginning of a sermon, but I would maybe go to it for, okay, we want to do a fundraiser. How am I going to word this? Um, Hey, this will give me a good start. Um, or I'd like to ask, I have to ask this question to somebody and, and what's rolling in my head doesn't seem like it's appropriate. What are my options? Yeah, it's using it as a conglomeration of all the self-help books and all the psychological books that you might look at. Uh, again, with caution, always, right. because you know, it's, it's, what, where is it getting its information from? Who's writing the algorithm? Uh, the, going back to your original question, like what do you do about in, the, in schools where you have an AI that can That was a generate, long time ago. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that but, was like four rabbit holes. <laughs> four rabbit holes. But I, I really feel like in the future that, we're, there's going to be, as this is going to go fast, that, that you're going to find an AI that can be able to detect other AI. Uh, so yeah. you're going to have that as a resource for your teachers. You might have also have teachers who are going to change. Maybe we'll go back to oral stuff. Maybe instead of giving a written report, you're going to give a verbal report. That'd be awesome. It, and so you have to do it. <laughs> I, I kind of do it for catechism when or kids are kids are behind on their uh, on their memory work. Well. You just say it to your parents, and of course, you're involving the parents too. So it's basically yeah. the words of the parent rather than so, and you involve the parents so that you know that okay, this is their memory work. I'm putting it on you. If you have a page in front of that phone and they're just reading that page, I can kind of tell if someone's reading the text. However, you know, anyway, I'm putting it on the parents. You, this is your child, child's education. We want them to know that. Put this information in their heads. Uh, and yes, I understand how difficult it is to memorize, but let's try to do, let's try to do something. So, so how cool would it be to uh, return to a culture where people have to actually hand write their responses? I mean, we, we return because we can't tell if you know your material or not. So 
you might actually actually learn how to spell and <laughs> right. and learn how to write. I mean, I'm Perhaps. not opposed to the yeah. oral tradition. I think that is a great tradition. The oral tradition in in, in storytellers. I mean, you've you've seen my writing. My, I told that to. Yeah, you're not a good writer. I'm not a good writer. I, I write to speech because I talk. So I, I I said that when I was assigned this paper. I'm like, if you wanted a good paper, you should have gone somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want a good presentation, I could probably give you a good presentation. But but uh, um, I'm I'm not. I I write to speak. I don't write to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, it, it, it just is who it is. I'm never going to write a book, but I might do a Ted talk. So the other, uh, potential issue is, is, is I have to bring in Star Trek you first season measure of a man data is put on trial. Does data have rights? Do, and at the fundamental question that that episode asked is, does artificial intelligence have a soul? No. No, it does not. It is, I, in I, the, in the, it is made in the, the uh, it is, it's in, ma- it is made in the image of oh. man. Yeah. And it is a pattern exactly, recognition. It's, it's, yeah. it's like an, an animal. An animal yeah. is a pet. You, you might say my, my animal uh, understands me. No, your, your animal knows your pattern. Yep. And I would say it's more, I say, I would say it's more in the image of an animal because if we say it's in the image of, an, uh, of man, then we'd have to say that every person after Adam and Eve don't have a soul. Because yeah. every child they had was in, in the image of man, <laughs> but I, I think it's true. Um, you have you have some deep thinking pattern recognition, and it can mimic, and that's where they, you get that biomimicry, mm-hmm. um, and it can do it very quickly. Which is I right. Mean, you have computers that are able to do it very quickly, um, but it's it it's, it all it is is biomimicry, and we have to be very very careful to recognize that there is a difference between mimicking emotion and mimicking response um, and reacting in a, this is probably the response that would be the most appropriate for this, according to the data points, as opposed to somebody who is a real living flesh and blood person. I mean, um, AI will never just sit in my living room and cry for absolutely no reason like my daughters do. They just won't (laughs) because it doesn't make any sense to. Right. Um, but then again, you, you won't have out of a person of the conversation of one sitting in front of you going, I don't know why I feel this way, but this is how I feel. Um, and then have that opportunity to, to share with them. Like you, you, you can't type that into a computer and ask it to regurgitate because they it won't know how to respond. Um, you know, um, you ask, you ask it, do you have a soul? It'll say, well, I'm a man-made thing. I don't have a soul. It, it recognizes it doesn't. Or that's what's programmed to say that. Well, it's programmed to say that. But you, you also go in there and you'll say, what is the meaning of my life? And it'll give you all the generic, and well, some people think this and some people think that, but that didn't help me because that's not what I'm struggling with. It, it, it cannot respond in that way. Now, will it in the future? I don't know. Maybe. Um, and then when that happens, we'll cross the bridge. It still, it still isn't, it doesn't have a soul. It is not something that God, Jesus died for. No. It, is, it is a creation yep. of man it can mimic us and it can, uh, have, we might have feelings toward it. Like we have feelings toward our animals, but right. it doesn't mean that that animal has a soul or that animal is, is somehow on our level. We are the crown of God's creation. Yeah. Well, um, and, and I think I, I think when you come down to AI, one of the things that, that you have to be very, very careful of is that we rely on it 
uh, to the point of um, we we start funneling people towards it for our ministry. Um, and, and I see this sometimes with I see this sometimes with pastors and with parishioners who will part of their ministry and their outreach is like, well, just when you get home, Google it. And it's like that's not a that's a ministry. Um, you know, that's that's not presenting and giving uh, the Lord um, what He has given to you to someone else. I, I think sometimes we have to di- differentiate between what is a tool and how to appropriately use the tool, and what is a crutch, and and how and how a crutch is something that keeps us from doing and living the way that we should be, because we're relying too much on it for things that we can do ourselves. And, and this is, we are entering this time, we've always been entering it in some way, shape, or form, but we're, 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 we're plunging headfirst into um, a time where these things can become a crutch more than they'll stay the tool. And I, and I think that is a, a really, really bad place to be. Um, so we're going to have to watch it. And I was watching a video online that was just saying, looking ahead and saying, you know, they're... The, the governments, um, both China and the United States and industries within them are trying to make uh, biomimicked snakes for surveillance and biomimicked um, um, spider type things that are able to mimic the, and they're making biomimicked birds that are able, and you look at all these things and all of these things are running on AI. They're all running on, 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 on types of mimicked data points that they're able to pull from and they're able to interact with. And you look at some of these things, and the and and the thought is, okay, well, we're on our way to a Terminator moment. I don't think we're there. Um, I, I don't think we're heading down that road. But we're definitely not heading down the road of an iRobot where we have the three basic laws that you can't. <laughs> you know, we're not there yet either. We're 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 at this stage where we're at a tipping point. Like I think Musk really really said well. Um, we're at a tipping point where we need to take a step back and we need to slow down and say. I don't need to be the first person in the race to win. Um, maybe the tortoise is the way to go and, and to be plodding along and be very careful so that we don't become overly arrogant. And one of the things that I had heard, and I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but they said uh, with the advancement of this AI and, and falling down this pit uh, head first, a lot of people are looking just for the payout instead of the cautionary tale. Yeah. Reflecting on the ethics of it. Yeah. You're moving on to the portion of the program that we are talking about our pastoral predictions, good yes. and bad. We actually, along. You actually did a transition. I didn't have to Woo. pull you back. I'm so proud of I you. I had no rabbit holes today. <laughs> no rabbit holes. <laughs> I won't say that, but I am proud that you actually moved on to the next uh, portion of our of our show, which is our prediction. And my your prediction is is that people will slow down. They will you would you would have governments that says that will step in. My prediction also is that lawyers are going to step in because you could have an AI <laughs> that does all your lawyer work for you. So then boom, it's done. Uh, they're going to do whatever they need to do in order to preserve their profession in, in much the same way that, uh, um, the IRS st- uh, step in when you said, well, let's just have a flat tax for the rest of the nation. Everybody pays the same percentage. No, <laughs> no because all the livelihood of all the all of those yeah. agencies, the IRS, all of the other tax help agencies that, that would you follow the money basically is what uh, what I'm saying. You, that was my my prediction is that it's it's all unfortunately it's going to be capped off by those who are, have something to protect. So my prediction is that um, you are going to have more ridicule as a pastor 
now than ever before because um, there were, because of the rise of certain sites and things where you had like sermons.com and whatever else, you had a lot of parishioners who would believe, well, pastor just goes and downloads a sermon and then he he changes it a little bit and then he gives it to us. Um, and I think this is going to make that worse where people are, people who already are under, I'm not saying it's true, but they're under the impression that the pastor only works one day a week now is going to be like, yeah, they only work one day a week because they go and they can type in an algorithm and or type in a little whatever, and it's going to make their sermon for them. Well, we already have that with the internet. You can always download a, a sermon from somewhere else, and which is where I'm, uh, you know, we have our sermons on our Emmanuel Cares podcast. I'm like, I'm going to just start capping everything off in a year. Everything goes away, or maybe even a month, uh, just because I, I don't want somebody else to use them that material. Um and uh, so I, I think that's where I, I understand what you're saying, and I really appreciate. I think uh, John Hine had a presentation on you know post Christian world or our, what? How should we as pastors engage in this world that we're living in? And the idea of authenticity is always there. So having a pastor up there with all of his human foibles and and his um, weaknesses, but also proclaiming Christ, it it is I. I'm constantly amazed at how the Lord still works through the words that I speak. Like if I'm, if I'm talking to somebody in the hospital and I'm going, I don't know how to, you know, like, I wish I had a chat PTT and just tell me what, tell me what to say here. And I just say what's in my heart. And, and as a pastor, as a practice, this is as a, uh, members at a congregation, they're paying their pastor to be someone who is in the word all the time, not just on and Sunday. They should know it. And they should know it. This is their practice. And having them, their lives be ones of, of self-control, of self-evaluation, of uh, you know, confessing absolution for himself as well as for his members, uh, where the pastor who engages with his members is one who has a heart for his members, just like his Savior has a heart for them. Well, this is where I'm going with with what what that comment is is, I, I think you have a lot of pastors who have have said, well, I'm spending this many hours working on a sermon, and people are saying, well, you can just go in and type it. That's probably what you're doing, and you're just messing around. I think we're going to be. Ref- I think I think personally that we are going to see an up an uptick in in the ministry of people who are going up into the pulpits with their Bibles. And they're and and they're going to be sitting there, and they're going to saying, "If you want to see my notes, here's my Bible. They have my notes in it. Um, I've studied the text." And and they're going to stand in front of their Bibles, their Bible classes, and they're going to say, "This is what I wrestled with. This is what I." And 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 they're going to have the answers for their people, which is a return, I think, to what pastors were known for. Um, we, you can disagree with me. That's fine. I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm not open to criticism, but I think we have not just in Wells dumb, but in religious circles in general, our pastoral community has become one of ease and laziness and professionalism and, and professionalism where where it is you have one side who is overly bookish. And you have another side who I only do what I need to do to pass the day. Um, and instead of saying, this is my life of study and of service. And I'm not saying bend over backwards so that you discredit your family. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, you know, the time that I'm in my office, I'm reading. I'm studying. 
I'm getting together with the brothers who who understand what I'm talking about, and and yeah, I'm getting paid to sit and and study the scriptures because that's my job, and and then we make this apart, and I think that is going to become more and more and and less and less the pastor as the as the the office head and the pastor as the one who's doing the books and the pastor as the one who's managing this that and the other thing. It's the pastor who is going to be. I need answers, and he has answers. Um, because he's studying, and 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 Chat GPT can't give you that. I I I don't think any AI can give you that. It can't. Yeah, yeah. The um, I I do like the idea of the pastor returning to the shepherd of the one that is guarding his people from the dangers of society by proclaiming law and gospel, by guarding his people from the dangers of themselves by proclaiming law and gospel, um, by preaching Christ to them and who is their guard. Who yep. is preaching? We just got a bunch of comments, so you better read those comments for me. It's, so, yeah, I'm reading anyway. Them. So anyway, that's it. I, I do like that. I do like the moving away from the professionalism because I was one of the thoughts I was having as you were talking about these. Uh, um, I was listening, but the other thought I had was is just the <laughs> the temptation for pastors to say, "There's so much I have to do this week. I don't have time to be in the Word right. for the sermon," and that's a consistent problem from generation to generation. Trying to find shortcuts, uh, AI can be. Uh, a, a good tool, and it also can be a crutch. It can be a, um, um, it can be the shortcut that you rely on when you shouldn't rely on it. Yeah, and, same. And that we all have done it. Um, we all we all look at it at the end of the week, and we're like, it's Saturday, and I am not where I wanted to be. Um, I've always set myself a goal to say by Thursday, if I'm not by the end of Thursday, if I'm not ready to stand up and do something, there's a there's a big problem. But that being said, I mean. Use the tools that God has allowed to enter into society for what they are. I mean, just like using Google um, or using uh, YouTube as a tool to help um, with our home improvements or your your automotive repair, um, or for our in purposes. Oh, someone's having a discussion on a certain text. Let's have that discussion. Let's do that. Or you're watching this on YouTube, or you're watching this on Facebook because this is good stuff, and you should be watching this on these mediums. Uh, this is good, wholesome material for you to share uh, with friends and family. Give us five stars. Four. Um, four stars. Four stars for Dave. Five stars for me because my head is. He had to expand the picture just to make my head equal size, so I need a little bit more air in there. Um, <laughs> But I, but I think using the tools for what they're meant to be, tools, uh, and using them appropriately, integrating them, um, you know, using as examples or saying, here's the general gist of what's out there, and, and this is what was aggregated because this is the general thought. Those are good tools to, to refer back to and say, you know, this is what's going on. But then going back to the scriptures, going back to our study, going back to what God has given to us and saying, but here is from my heart to your heart, from my mouth to, you, to your ears, from the words of our Lord from one sinner to another, um, here's the good and richest thing that I can give to you. And a, and a robot can't do that and shouldn't do that um, because God has sent me to do that. And just like he's sending you, dear listener, all four or five of you um, right now and whoever else will listen to it afterwards, the Lord is sending you. Um, he's, he's, not sending, he's not sending the person who's typing algorithms into a computer to do your job. He's sending you to do your job which is to love one another and to share the gospel. Um, utilize every tool you can to do it. Um, I'm not saying do everything short of sinning. I'm just saying utilize every tool to the best of its ability 
Yeah. And recognize that the Lord has called you to those things. So he hasn't called chat GPT to, to serve your neighbor. He's called right. you to serve your neighbor. And, uh, and as, as much as you might feel inadequate to do what God has put in front of you, God put that in front of you. So do it. And with, with the confidence that you are, you have a God who is still here, a God who is still present, who is still active. Um, none of this discredits Christianity. In fact, it, it bolsters Christianity. Because if you look at AI, you say, this is a reflection of mankind. Is it, is it sinful? Is it doing terrible things? Yes. Why? Because it's, it's created by sinful yeah. men. There isn't, it isn't uh, uh, objectively above the fray of our society today. It is, it is, AI is going to be influenced by our society today. It's going to be influenced by uh, um, the sin of today. Well, and, and, and I think this is not the first time that, that that's happened in technology, right? I mean, computers. Com- well, just in technology in Internet. general. Most technology has advanced due to the sinful acts of man, war, nuclear, nuclear discoveries for war purposes. Now, do we use them for energy? Yes. Um, Velcro, although Velcro was for the space race, but right. it was still the sinful nature of we got to be first. Mm-hmm. But we use Velcro for everything, including shoes. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're just. The recognition that the sinful, like you said it, I don't know what rabbit hole that was on, but you said it, it was a good rabbit hole. It was, if it was the one I took, it was a good one. I, uh, <laughs> it was spurred on by a comment that I had made. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, but you made the comment that the sinful nature is always creative, and, and it's true. Um, the sinful nature is creative, and it always comes up with new things to destroy. And then God works it for good. And, and, and so don't always cut off the ability that God has to work things for good. Um, recognize them for what they are. Yeah, maybe they had nefarious starts. But God is working them for good in Christ um, so you can share with your neighbor. All right, uh, did we hit everything? I, I hit everything in on my notes. I think we hit everything in my outline. Well, there you go. Any that. final thoughts for Will Harley? Uh, my final thought is um, be go into this with eyes wide open. Um, don't get bamboozled by the the awesomeness of of some of this new toy. Um, realize that it is a tool. Realize that it has its foibles. Realize that it's not going to give you maybe everything you know to be true. But you're going to have to be a Berean, which has been in the notes, um, in the chats. You're going to have to be a Berean. You're going to have to know your scriptures. Uh, grab the Bible that is in your hand on your shelf. Open it up. Read it. Become familiar with the Lord's voice um, and the voice of your good shepherd. And uh, use that as your as your point and your compass. Um, know your doctrine. Um, and if you have... A question on what your doctrine is. Um, the Book of Concord is a good place to start. Um, the Small Catechism, a brilliant place to go back and and maybe look at some of that. Know your doctrine so that you can be aware of something doesn't smell right. It doesn't match the lit- litmus test. Um, and then from there, use use the tools to to help you reach out and to be the person to go and and share Jesus with someone else. That that's my thought. My closing thought was to take us to Second Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to read selected verses from that, just the encouragement from Peter to know, uh, to expand our knowledge of Jesus Christ and to use that knowledge in our lives as we uh, learn self-control. I think uh, with AI, it's going to be a lot of encouragement for us and a time for us to, to really think about what it means to be self-control. Yeah, I can uh, 
go from here to there with my GPS, but I'm going to figure out a way to get there without using technology. Yeah, I can write a paper just saying chat GPT. I can write a sermon using chat GPT, but I'm going to do the, do the hard work uh, and so that. So reading from First Peter chapter 1, where it begins by saying, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And then he goes through a list. And so I want to start at that list in verse 6 where it says, To knowledge, add self-control. To self-control, add patient endurance. To patient endurance, add godliness. To godliness, add brotherly affection. And to brotherly affection, add love. For if you have these qualities and they are increasing, they are going to keep you from being idle or unfruitful in regard to your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So starting and ending with our knowledge of our Lord Jesus, giving us what we need to live real life and our living faith in this world, constantly looking at the world, the world that is changing, a world that has uh, still sin in it. It's not going to improve on on the the human nature. It will still be a human nature affected by sin, but also a human nature that is saved through Jesus Christ and what he has done.